Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Try to record all the way through again. Blog Talk Radio. go like this. <laughs> we get, yeah, we get in we get in here from both of our jobs and we do our thing and eat together and make our notes and talk about the show and then it seems like all of a sudden we're on the air. We're like, wait, we forgot a million things. Well, I still around. have my work laptop right now. Yeah, you don't it's off to the side. I don't know if you you, call, you don't see the glow of, of the, the stressful glow of a work <laughs> laptop to his, uh, to his other side there. But welcome back to our show. We were off last week, but we're here now. We've got our hour show, like like the professionals do, uh-huh. the big folks. But I just want to go and just say happy early birthday to you. Yay. Thank his, you. His, his 21st. For the how many times? No, I like 23 better. 23? Remember, it's always 23. Okay, it's always 23. <laughs> Until FaceTime's on these cheap boats. Yes. Uh, 23rd again will be on Saturday, so send your love. Yeah, I'm very happy to be turning 36. <laughs> Me too. Uh, so you're turning 35. 35. So. I, liked, I, liked I like the 30s. I like 35, yeah. Um, 20s were crazy for me, and I was not a little goofball up here. We're all supposed to be crazy in our 20s. Yeah, exactly. I guess that's how it goes, but did you have a good week? Anything? No. I was oh. sick the whole time. <laughs> Again. I was going to do a little, let's be positive messages. Yes. But you're feeling better. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yep. So that's cool. Yeah. And I um, I hosted um, my Works Travel Expo this past Sunday. Yep. At um, a New at New Jersey Convention Center. And Working nine was, to five. It was pretty cool in the way that, People from work were like, I like your voice, you're doing a great job, higher-ups, all the way to the folks that just know me and my buddies. And then strangers were coming up to me, which I thought was kind of cool. Yeah. They would go, I like your voice, and they walk away. <laughs> and I was like, thanks, it's kind of weird and kind of cool. So it was like a, you know, a long day, but a positive experience. Yeah. So that's a good thing. And speaking of positive experiences, back in the beginning, the first show, we really touched on our changes that were happening to us and relationships. I happily announced I was in one. Your very good friend called in. Yes. And after all her, her time and hardship, she found a great guy, and she's really happy, too. Yes. And we started talking about that, and then we had our Valentine's Day episode where we talked more about kind of keeping a relationship together and what you want to do to how to be in one. And, you know, it does take some time and effort like anything. And how I've given up. But, but maybe after this, maybe after this interview and this discussion with our new pal, I'm hoping, and you and read, read the book. I read the, the book. book. Read the book. The book is called Love, Love Made, Made Easy. Easy. And you can get it on Amazon. And we want to say I have it on my Kindle. Or you could exactly if you're so. Well, I'll show you the. Yeah. If you're you're yeah, we should pull up the cover because yeah. now we're all visual. If you're you know totally technically. I don't think inclined. Charlie knows that we actually streamed this live too. Maybe we should have informed them that we have, <laughs> we have visual aids. Yeah, we should have visual aids, which is really cool. Yeah, exactly until until we have a little like. Until we have somebody working the switcher and, like, a technical director putting up stuff yeah. on the screen, we could do it for ourselves. There you go. You see, it's a little glary. 
Let's see, we call it that. Oh, Charlie, sorry, because you look super cute on it, too. All right. It's low, ladies. We're sorry for the translate from Kindle to the video screen. You can get that on Amazon. It's Charlie the Matchmaker, charliethematchmaker.com to visit him on the web. Yes, also on Facebook as Charlie the Matchmaker. Like him on Facebook. Oh, I wanted to mention... Like Lady and the Gent, the show that our fr- that's making me figure out our friends don't know how to use the internet. Oh. I told someone about the show today, yeah. and I told them how much I post about her on Facebook. She's like, "Oh, I never see it." I'm like, "But you see the million and one other things I post." We do post a lot on Facebook, and and I do feel like it is very uh, it's a big old visual thing. If you guys want to call in and talk to Charlie, we're gonna have him in like just a second. The number is eight seven seven two nine six. 0345. There may be a little problem with it. The host before us was saying it was a little dodgy. So there's a second number if that one isn't working for you. 917-889-3818. And I'm just going to text that to my darling friend who just asked what the number was to call in. He's not you know, up listening right now. I'm going to tell him that. Oh, wait, he just wrote it back to me. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. But anyway, we're ready to meet Charlie. Yeah. I know you guys are, too. And we definitely want people to call in. And, if again, if you're single and looking for someone and you want to ask a question or if you're in a relationship, because I know it's important for him to kind of not only help people meet people, but help people maintain. That's the biggest thing. So, so Charlie, come on in. Hi, Hello. kid. Come on. Hi. Hey. How are you? Welcome Welcome officially on the airwaves with Good. us. Good. How you doing? As Miss Wendy would say. Exactly. How you doing? How you yeah. doing? <laughs> Yay! I know you know her. All right. Awesome. <laughs> Thanks so much for having me on the show, guys. Oh no, we're excited for it too. And um, you know, I'm I know my my dear best friend over here. Is Sorry, kind of, I'm trying to fix a technical issue. Is kind of besides fixing a technical issue, is. It's kind of been like, I'd say, like a treading water kind of pattern of should I or shouldn't I. I'm a lady. Yeah. I heard, I, I, heard, I heard something about giving up. Yes, yeah. see, I know. And I just, <laughs> That's not know. acceptable. Yeah, we don't like that word, do we, Charlie? <laughs> that is not I acceptable. Say, I read your book. After I read your book, I was resisting it to no end, like all the advice in it. But I think that means if he was resisting it, you were making an, an impact yes. on exactly. him. Exactly. And that's what part of it's all about is, mm-hmm. you know, asking the questions to yourself that you might not like the answers to, you know? I like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. In this uh-huh. day and age, so many people have made their world into a little bubble and not only does that bubble like protect them from the harsh realities of the world, but unfortunately, many times it protects them from the harsh realities of self-criticism and looking deep within their souls, you know, kind of thing. That's a great point. And I'm not, you know, joking around saying, oh, only Alex over here, because I was a big, I was a big guilty I was very guilty of that too as well I fell into a very great situation of like a like a wacky happenstance of really quickly how I met my boyfriend was I was on I was set up on a blind date with a friend of his he was there as like being a pal and supportive and his friend I was like didn't work at all and I just became buddies with him because he wasn't even available at the time and then, you know, we stayed in contact. He became single. We just started to hang out as friends and have fun, and then something happened. But if if you told me during that crazy blind date with his friend who I was not into that he was going to be the one I was going to be with, I was like, I'd be like, what? How? I so that's, love it. It was like a wacky sitcom thing. Yeah, and, I ne- and again, it was it was one of those never expected it, never even crossed my mind that that's how the situation would end, but you know well I'm what you're describing happy, so. what you're describing is what i've termed the ripple effect you know oh, when nice. you when you meet somebody mm-hmm. and there's not a spark people make the mistake of walking away from that person and really not point. having anything to do with them mm-hmm. but if 
there was an interest in them to begin with, the question that I put out to people is, why not maintain a friendship with that person and yeah. then you will get to know their friends and their friends will introduce you to their friends and that's where the ripple effect comes in. Right. And that is a common mistake. Like you just nailed it on the head. If you mm-hmm. if if I got the story right, you met somebody and it didn't work with them but it ended up working yeah. with their friend, correct? Yeah, I and I and I yeah, and it was it's kind of funny and I I think I've been told him this while we were, and like I said, he wasn't he wasn't single at the time. He was just a buddy. Mm-hmm. I was sitting there kind of talking to his friend. I was supposed to be on the blind date with, and then I was talking to him more. And in my head, I'm like, oh, I wish this guy was the one. He's cooler. But it, it was never, you know, but he was not available. So it didn't even cross my mind. I'm like, well, I made a new friend today. And I told him that at the end of the date. I said, I'm, look, I'm not in your friend at all, but you're cool. We'll be friends. He's like, yeah. And that's, you know. You know, oh, my Oh, my gosh. It's like you are the prime example of everything that I tell people to do. Um, oh. Not only do I tell people I to... I would it if it didn't happen to me, honestly, Charlie, because I would have... If someone told me this story that wasn't me, I would have been like, whatever. But <laughs> so, I'm cool. so glad that it happened to you because you yeah. just showed the perfect example of the ripple effect, and yeah. you also showed, without even knowing it, um, mm-hmm. The term that I tell every day, everybody to put your big girl panties and your big boy panties on. I love that. And <laughs> if you don't hit it off with somebody, just mm-hmm. tell, just be honest with them. It's like you know what? I'm glad we met, but you know, right. and that that person will end up respecting you so much more. Um, mm-hmm. In this day and age, I can't stand it when people aren't feeling it and they just walk yeah. away with no communication. For starters, yeah, that's, that's some uh, really bad karma. And yeah, that's yeah. the way harsh tie. Oh, I hate that. I've gotten that'll I've come been back to bite. I mean, in this, when we yeah. have each other's emails, phone numbers, Twitter, yada yada yada, exactly. you can't just walk away from somebody and never have any communication with them again. Oh no, that's yeah. wrong. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's not I, like back in the days where you're like, oh, I tried to call, but you didn't even have an answering machine. Right. Yeah, you can. Everyone instantly now, bad or good. You can't get away with it anymore, and you shouldn't. You shouldn't even try. It's like I'm trying to go back old school and live by some of the rules that my mother taught me. And you know, one of the main one of the main rules she taught me when I was growing up was do unto others as you would have them do unto you. And you know, you don't want somebody walking away from you and never having any communication with you again because. You're leaving that person thinking, "What did I do wrong? What's wrong yep. with me?" You know, and that's that's the bad karma thing. And exactly. Especially since our worlds are so small now, you know you're going to run into that person again. Can you? Yeah, either virtually or even or physically. And it's going to be awkward. Exactly. It's <laughs> not fun. Oh my gosh. So this is so do you want to give us like a quick little background of how you yeah. got into this, especially for the people who who don't know? How did yeah. you come from our our what was it? Are you was was it Broome County too? Were we both Broome County boys? I cannot <laughs> believe that I just found out you're an upstate boy too. Yeah. Um, actually well, it was Endwell, but it's easier to tell people it's Binghamton. Well yeah, I'm I'm originally from a small town called Otigo, which is right outside of Oneonta, so I just say I'm from Oneonta. Yeah. And everybody knows where Oneonta is because it's a big college town. Yeah, exactly. I've, heard Oneonta, I've heard that mentioned, but I, yes, I feel yeah. like I know the name. But I've been here 24 years, so it's like I'm 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 a New Yorker now. You know, I moved here when I was 18. Um, luckily, I found my husband when I was 20. We've been together 22 years. I applaud um, that. <laughs> that's, that's part of my success of my matchmaking is that I not only know how to help people find the right one, I know how to help them keep the right one. Um, that's the most important thing, and that's something we wanted to touch on later because it was it's so awesome. You're like, I got a boyfriend or a girlfriend. Now what do and I do? And then it's like, oh, it's work at it too. <laughs> well, it's and an that's what I – that's what I tell everybody that I work with. I am not finding you somebody that you're going to gallop off into the sunset with. I'm finding yeah, you somebody that you're going to have to work at to have a mm-hmm. relationship. Um, people don't realize that a long-term relationship yeah. is it, it takes work. You know, there's of course. 
I tell everybody that my relationship with my husband hasn't been wedded bliss for 22 years. We've even had some breakups in there. But, you know, when when you're committed to loving somebody, no matter if you want to kill them, it's, you know. <laughs> it happens. <laughs> it, yeah. So, it, I, so I teach people how to, like, live with somebody without killing them and going to jail, you know. So I wanted to, a good point in your book was people fall in love with the relationship. Ooh. And oh. not the, yeah. How do you, um, can, you, can you yeah, clarify again uh, how to tell the difference? That chapter is. been forth with Gary and stuff. So does that so. mean how do you tell the difference between it's just a relationship like I love you, being in love or I actually love this yeah, person? Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, that. that's that's nailing it on the head. What that boils down to is, you know, when I meet with people and get them into my matchmaking databases, which, by the way, I don't know if I've told you guys, I have a gay male, a straight male, a straight awesome. female, and a lesbian database. I do them all. I love that yeah. you do it all. That's the coolest. Yeah, and everybody deserves love. I look at it this way. If I've had yeah. to be married for 22 years, everybody has to be. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the whole thing about the relationship thing is that sometimes out of desperation, people will get into a relationship just mm-hmm. to be in a relationship. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we've seen. That's not going to work. I mean, mm-hmm. it 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 might be it might be a short term thing, but. In my experience, I've never seen that last long. What it boils down to is that, just like RuPaul says, how the hell are you going to love somebody else unless you love yourself? Self, yes. And what I tell, what I teach people to do is to love themselves first, create a wonderful life, and then invite somebody into their life to share it with. When the people that come to me asking, oh, my God, my life is so horrible, can you help me find someone so that I can find happiness? Uh, no. Yeah, it's not going to be, you're not going to find happiness. No. That, that's horrible. loving a relationship more than loving mm-hmm. the person. And that can blow up in your face because you might end up getting into a bad relationship just because out of desperation, thinking... Just have well, anything. Right. No, nobody else is going to come along, so I might as well take this one that, you know, treats me poorly. And no, no, no. you got to love yourself and love the other person. And then you can love the wonderful relationship that you build together. But what I'm trying to say is that you just can't get into a relationship for the sake of having a relationship because that's just it's not going to find you the happiness that you're looking for. Right. And that all comes down to also uh, Wendy Williams has said it, mm-hmm. and uh, she goes, uh, be your own best friend. Mm-hmm. And if you can't enjoy your own company, how are you going to enjoy anybody else's? Yeah, and how's someone going to enjoy you, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> exactly. It's like I, 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 I explain to people, and I, I'm honored because a lot of people that are reading this book are realizing that um, it's not just about finding love, it's about maintaining love, and it's really helping people create healthier relationships for themselves. And a lot of what I do with my work is I, unlike some other matchmakers, you know that Patty the matchmaker, the Patty <laughs> thing, or the millionaire matchmaker. Ugh. I was going to bring that up. Too. <laughs> Evil. <laughs> Um, she's, she's not in a relationship, right? I'm no, she is now. Because I, and she found them online. I, I'm not in a book, but this was something I was thinking about when today when we were going to get to talk to you. I was like, you know, I was like, I wanted to ask, because I, I watched the show once, and it seemed like she was just like to tell women they were too fat and they have to change, and I don't know, and she wasn't in a relationship either, and I really... I was single at the time watching the show, and I was like, oh, I can't get into this. And a friend had mentioned what if maybe when I was single, what if I found something, what if I went to a matchmaker? And my point of reference was this woman who maybe I was thinking was being more dramatic for television. But I was like, if I'm just going to go to someone and they're going to tell me I'm too fat and it's not going to work or be nasty, and I was like, meh. You well, know? I, am the, I am the total opposite 
of the Millionaire Matchmaker. I tell everybody that I'm the matchmaker for the everyday person. I literally do. I have all walks of life and all age groups in my book. And instead of ripping somebody down, Mm -hmm. I will... I will help them repair their insecurities. You know, if somebody comes to me with low self-esteem and poor body image, I will do my best to make them as dateable as possible and actually do some coaching with them and help them become happier with themselves because that's that's what's going to help them get into and maintain a healthy relationship. You know, she almost has to be a counselor in a way. You know. Yeah, yeah. I tell, well, I tell everybody that I'm. I tell everybody that I'm not a shrink, and if they don't have one, they should get one because I think everybody should have a therapist. I agree with you too. The world would be a better place. It sure would. Yeah, part of uh, part of your whole package too is you offer not only consultations but uh, image. Uh, image consulting. Like image well, you, I love that. Like that. Yeah. You but asked me a few minutes ago how. You asked me a few minutes ago how it all started, and I'll give you the story. It happened so organically. Um, it was four years ago when Obama was mm-hmm. voted in the first time that mm-hmm. there was the marriage equality march on the yeah. Capitol. And my husband and I went down there for the long weekend, and we used to produce Broadway and off-Broadway shows. And okay. staying in the same hotel was one of our business associates, who runs the Men Event, which is the biggest, gayest networking <laughs> company, PR firm in New York City. Um, mm-hmm. He does first nights at Broadway shows. He does monthly um, social events. And he started doing um, speed da- gay speed dating events. And mm-hmm. we're out to dinner every night, and he kept telling us, talking to us about the speed dating events. And I finally asked him, I was like, why are you telling an old married couple about speed dating? He's like, because <laughs> I want you to host it. And oh, I'm like, perfect. I'm like, really? Why? He's like, because you're young, you're good looking, and you've been married forever, and everybody looks up to you for that reason. I'm like, really? I'm like, okay. So <laughs> I started hosting the event, loved it, and I built, I built myself as an image consultant for the first few months because I did. I, wanna, I wanted to help people be the best that they could be. And if that required a little makeover or a little help with their self-esteem, that's exactly what I was there for. And then I would introduce them to somebody. And I, I became so, so successful at it in just a few okay. short weeks that they jokingly started calling me Charlie the Matchmaker. So I didn't, oh. that's how organic the whole thing was. And, it was just <laughs> and then this is back when Oprah was still on, and I was watching the show and where she's literally talking about, like, Oprah aha moments, and, I'm, and like, the light bulb went off over my head. That's and I'm perfect. like, huh, I'm like, maybe I should go with this Charlie the Matchmaker thing. And sure enough, I did. And here I am sitting here four years later with, you know, a, a successful business that is helping both the gay and the straight community. And I've got a book out. There's a, uh, there's a TV show possibly in the works. I mean, yeah, like mm. this. I'm trying like to that. set the example that I want everybody to follow to find happiness in their lives and with themselves, you know. So many people in my, if you talk to anybody in my field, they will tell you that if you aren't happy with your life and you aren't happy with your boyfriend and you aren't happy with your love life and you aren't happy with your job and you aren't happy with your car, guess what the common denominator is in all those? You. Yeah, you say that. Everybody out there that's listening to us right now, I don't care how badly you feel about yourself right now, you have to realize that you are in control of your destiny. Mm-hmm. If you're not happy with something in your life, change it. And I know that that can be frightening. I know that it can scare people. Um, when I go... Oh, my husband just walked into the room and like totally threw oh. me off. Hi. 
<laughs> I kicked him out already. I kicked, I, I'm a blonde. You can't, you can't interrupt me, Miss Thought. <laughs> but, you know, everybody has to realize that you're in control of your own destiny. And, yes, it's scary to make a jump, but I did it. I left a good-paying job to follow my dream in fulfilling my life and creating a company that I love. And I did it in the middle of a recession when everybody thought I was crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So that's how organically that happened. And I still do that. I still, when I find people, will do little makeovers on them. I have an amazing hairstylist and makeup person, and I actually do the personal shopping for them. And I will like actually like take them to Macy's or Bloomingdale's or Saks, and we'll hit the sales racks and find them a new outfit and I will make them into a shiny brand new penny and then help them meet people because it if somebody isn't happy happy with themselves it doesn't matter how many introductions I make it's just not going to work yeah because they won't project that out there and that's what has to happen or even you know like I, I know in the past where I have just felt so bad about myself that just meant like a door was shut so how was I going to meet anyone anyways? This like closed locked door of just like self-loathing. Exactly. <laughs> you know, so exactly. I just don't feel anything, what, and, and that's what I myself. And that's why I say, no matter what it takes to make yourself happy, do it. It's like if you have to switch jobs, do it. If you yeah. have to go out and buy yourself a new wardrobe, do it. Um, you know, it could be as simple as. The one thing that I tell everybody, and this is in the book also, is mirror, mirror on the wall. Yes. You've got... Which, ironically, is the theme of our next episode. Sorry. Oh, really? Yeah. We're doing... um, We're we're both... uh, We're both... I've gotten lipo, and she has the lap band, so we're going to talk about, like, the honest truth behind plastic surgery. And how you still have to work at it. Yeah. So yes. that's our next episode. It's your, next called week. Mirror yeah. Mirror. It's called Mirror Mirror. But After you, the Diana Ross dog, actually. <laughs> Great mind, Charlie. <laughs> you don't even, you, it's not that you have to work at it. You have to love, you have to like, maybe not love, but you have to at least like the person that's looking back at you in the mirror. Yeah. I mean, that's, I'm, yeah. We're not, perf- not all of us are perfect. And I'm not saying that any of us have to walk down, walk out of our apartments like we're walking down, you know, like we're a fashion model walking down the runway. Right, we're going down the runway. You've just got to put your best foot forward, you know. Take a look at mm-hmm. yourself in the mirror and say to yourself, do I look like somebody that somebody would want to talk to, you know? Mm, am I point. am yep. I making myself approachable or... Am I putting on that big frumpy hat and big glasses to cover myself up from the world? You know? yeah. yeah, because I've been telling my friends to dress the part. That's like when we're out, no matter where we're going out, uh, we have to dress the part. We're single. We have to dress the part. You mm-hmm. never know. And we spoke about this in our first episode this yeah. season. Is like you never know who you're going to bump into or what situation exactly. you're going to be in. And nothing feels worse. Than being in a situation where you feel like crap, and, and then like here comes people here comes you. the, the person <laughs> walking by, and you're like, no. So at least dress the part. Like I've been trying to be cognizant of that too. At I, least, yeah. You know, and I think that makes you feel better too. I know for me, it always did. That's what my dad used to say: was if you don't feel good, just dress up, and you'll probably feel a little better. You know, fake it a little until you're like your your head's like, oh, okay, I'm cool. You well, know. You guys should feel it on the head because it's not just dressing the part and looking the part that'll help you feel good. You've, you know, I get asked all the time, it's like, Charlie, how can you walk into a room like you own it? And I'm like, it's a conscious choice. You know, I, before I walk into a room, before I open that door, I say to myself, Mm -hmm. okay, self, you've got to walk in there like you own that room. And it's not being cocky. It's not being conceited. It's a self-love that just emanates to the people around you. 
And I do yeah. the, I see this a lot because besides the personal one-on-one introductions that I make, I host a lot of events throughout the month. And when I see people that walk into an event and automatically try to become a wallflower, which I don't allow uh, them to do. No, 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 I bet you don't. I'm like, <laughs> you guys are totally defeating the purpose for why you came out. It's like mm-hmm. you did not come out to this singles mingle so that you can stand on the outskirts looking in. You know, yeah. if people always ask, it's like, how do I become one of those people in the room having fun instead of outside mm-hmm. looking in? I'm like, you have to make that conscious choice to do so. And I know it can be scary. There's some times that I am so out of my realm that I'm just yeah. like, oh, 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 okay, Charlie, <laughs> you can do this. You can do this. <laughs> right. You have to give yourself the pep talk sometimes in your head. And you know? that's what it's all about. You're, like, you're coach. I'm not – I usually have to give – everybody pep talks but and right. what they don't realize is that I sometimes have to give myself pep talks you know mm-hmm. yeah. and we all have to do that we all have yeah. to do that so how did the thing at Bartini go was it Sunday oh my thing, was that my one of gay, your events my yeah. gay singles mingles are the first Sunday of every month here okay. in Manhattan on 10th Avenue and 45th Street at Bartini and it has become such a hit that basically if you're gay, single, and interested in long-term relationships, because just i got to throw that out there. Everybody yeah, that I work with, which I like, which I really like that about your service, too, is that it's long-term focused. Yeah. I tell everybody I am not a madam. I am not working yep. for a call. No. I'm not a call boy service. I'm a matchmaker. I need to work with people that are seriously looking for long-term relationships. And that's why I commit, That's why I created the Singles Mingle, because it's kind of like walking into a networking event, but so many times you can go to a networking event and be like, wow, he's cute, I wonder if he's single kind of thing. You know mm-hmm. that everybody in my party is single, because I've, uh, you know, that's why they're there. And it's not structured. All I do is slap a name tag on people so that if 75 people show up, I don't, can't trip over names and like just say, right. "Oh, Alex, meet Chris." You know, yada yada yada. <laughs> I do. I work the I, I work the room the entire night making introductions, and cool. I love it. It's like I usually get about sixty eligible bachelors and bachelorettes. I always get a handful of lesbians too, and um, I'm very proud of it. It helps me. It helps me maintain my database because. If I get 60 or 70 people there, I might only know 20 of them. And that's like, you know, 40 new people that I can cultivate a month. And I'm and I'm starting up the same thing in the straight world. Um I'm May 1st I'm planning I'm my singles mixer. So in my mind I have to keep it straight. It's like my my gay uh-huh. events are singles mingles and my straight events are singles mixers. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, I, like how you say, I like how you say in your book. Okay, so I have a conflict okay. because uh, a lot of this. <laughs> a lot of uh, okay, a lot of if you work with law of attraction and things like that and writing down your goals, a lot of I even got consulted Tuesday night about mm-hmm. this to make a list of what I want out of a mate. But in your in in love made easy, mm-hmm. you also say that sometimes you just or you should just throw out your list and see what's out there because it can all be based on chemistry. So how would you handle someone being told to make a list that you can telling me to throw out the list? Okay. <laughs> all right. If you talk to a lot of matchmakers, we will tell you to throw that list out or mm-hmm. at least chop it down to a top five list. Because okay. what And what that means is that if you're busy creating a list of the qualities of the perfect person in your mind, it's going to be more and more difficult for you to find somebody that fits Mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. Right. And then a lot of times when you create a list, 
you sometimes create a little screenplay in your mind of exactly hey. not only okay yeah. you're Always listening to what the person plays. should look like and act like we does but <laughs> but then people make the mistake of like you know okay here's my list of the perfect qualities that the perfect person's going to have and then without even knowing it you create this little screen test and this movie starts playing in your brain and then the next thing you know you start writing the lines that this perfect person is supposed to be saying. And I can't tell you how many times people will turn to me and be like, Charlie, why aren't they doing and saying what they're supposed to say? <laughs> and yep. I'm like, what? No, 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 no. I'm like, you've got to throw it all out. Because every single person that you meet is going, you, you have to look at them as if they're a unique individual. You can't mm-hmm. make yeah. your life into a cookie cutter because mm-hmm. you're not going to be able to find somebody that fits into that cookie cutter. That's right. I think I think a lot of gay men fall into that though because they are they're more interested in archetypes and seeing themselves in somebody else than they are giving a chance on what's inside. Oh and yes, I don't think sound bitter <laughs> sound bitter and jaded about uh. that, but uh, but it really because my thing is, is that I have a whole, you can't pinpoint, if you ever saw anybody I I dated or went out on a date Mm -hmm. with, they're all over the map. Yeah. And to me, it's more about chemistry and things like there are physical features that I'm instantly attracted to, but I don't always, I don't always uh, pigeonhole myself into that. But the the rest of the world sometimes does. (laughs) Yeah. Well, let me ask you personally, this list that you are working on, like how many qualities do you have on it? I don't know. I haven't even, I even thought of it because after, after I talked to, she's another Mm -hmm. host on Authentic You, after I talked to her, you know, I've been encouraged even over the years to do that and list the qualities, not necessarily the physical, but like the emotional qualities and things like that or what you want out of it. And all that, and I, I, I'm just, I just, I always draw a blank because I'm too afraid to like pigeonhole or just think about it sometimes. <laughs> and I think that that I don't cast my net, Charlie. No. I don't cast my See, net. That's the thing, Charlie. Um, Charlie, the matchmaker very... we're talking to right now. It's the getting, getting my boy over here to cast the net just a little. <laughs> the broadest dating net, net possible. <laughs> <laughs> the broadest dating yes, net yeah. possible yeah. is what you have to throw out. When people work with me, I tell them that I'm not going to have them put all of their eggs in the Charlie the Matchmaker basket. They mm-hmm. they can still do online dating if they want. I will help them with their profiles. I will help them That's select great. the people. They can still meet okay. friends of friends. They can hopefully still bump into somebody on the street and have that automatic connection and then Mm -hmm. i'm there to help them with every single relationship whether i introduce them or whether it happens in another way because unfortunately that's what's wrong with so many people is that they cast out this little itty bitty dating net Mm -hmm. and they don't meet anybody and then they wonder why they're sitting home alone on a saturday night you know (laughs) oh alex did i just strike a chord babe Huh? No, I I, I choose to. I choose. Gym I, or social? You have to see me at gym bar sometimes after volleyball. <laughs> yeah. Right into him at gym bar. He's like, he's like the mayor. I'm the life of the party, but I don't allow myself to ever go home with somebody. Well, that's and, and quality. Just, just as an aside, yes. just as an aside, one of our mutual friends on Facebook, by the way, Charlie is someone I went out on a date with. <laughs> really? Wait, one of your Friends with Charlie and you? Yeah. That's a, not that Andrew listens to this, but... That's yeah. crazy. There's the tiny gay world of New York City. Yeah. Oh, Y'all know each other. Hello. This is the biggest small town on the face of the planet. It is, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, especially when I've been here 24 years. Well, I can't I can't go anywhere now without everybody being like, Charlie's a matchmaker? And I'm like, hi. I know. You even but, know the people you don't see, you're like, oh. <laughs> But I had I had a, a question. I just wanted to know since I never 
And I and I've like I said, I thought about it before, but less you know, doesn't have to be utilized in my life now. But this is definitely something that especially everything you're talking about, I would like love to offer and I'm gonna point in the direction, especially if the friends who forget to listen to the show once in a while and some of them who don't know how to use the internet would love to you know, I think that would really help them, but I am curious, how do you, what are what are the steps you kind of go through once somebody contacts you? How do you match Well, for me? starters, as anybody, that out, anybody that's out there listening or anybody that you want to refer to me, all they have to yeah. do is simply drop me an email at charlie at mm-hmm. charliethematchmaker.com. That's how easy mm-hmm. it is, charlie at charliethematchmaker.com. Yep. And I'm a one-man show. I answer my own emails. I don't have assistants reading my emails. I, when they email me, I will respond to them. And That's the great. first thing that I do with new people that come my way is I tell them, let's meet up for lunch, a coffee, or a happy hour drink, whatever they're comfortable with, so that we can have a one-hour free consultation so that I can find out what they're all about and find, and explain to them what I'm all about and we can start on this journey together. And I, I don't do a tough sell. I will give them the list of my membership fees, which are very inexpensive, by the way. And mm-hmm. I will tell them, it's like, this is your homework. You just stick that in your bag, and you can call me in two hours, two days, two weeks, two months. I don't care. Just because I want the person to be comfortable with what they're doing and right. to be comfortable with me. And one of the reasons for my success is that I'm I'm at a point now where I have hundreds of hundreds of people in my databases and I have met with every single one of them personally. So this is a very personal one on one experience that people are getting when they work with me. And that's what makes it really I feel like that's what makes it, you know, something that can work. It, well not yeah, the, because because I tell people that I'm going to become their confidant in this journey. So it's like, and open and honest communication with me is the best way for it to happen. And mm-hmm. then if they're not comfortable with having open and honest communication with the people that they're dating, I help them with that. And the first step that I do when I find two people that are right for one another is I will tell each other a couple things about one another. And the reason why I say a couple things is that even though I'm the common denominator in all of these relationships, I don't want to give it all away because I don't want two people to get together and say, well, Charlie says and Charlie says and Charlie says because that takes all the fun out of it. You know, I still want there to be spark. I still want there to be mystery and intrigue. And so yeah. the first, I do not share photographs. I try to stay as far away from online dating as possible. So Mm -hmm. when I work with people, I'm basically putting together the qualities that they're looking for in somebody else and fitting them into a box. And my goal is to bring them possible dates that fit into that box. And I say that because... I know for a fact that there's some matchmakers out there that just throw people together willy-nilly hoping that something happens, and I don't do that. I really do my homework. For that reason, some of my clients only get, like, one or two introductions a month. I don't don't promise, like, dozens of introductions because that's just too much. And I will ask the two of them if I can introduce them via email Um, because – why do peop- why do matchmakers set people up on blind dates? I think that that's the most horrific thing that you can do. It's, it's I mean, scary. <laughs> it's scary, and people do that can do that themselves by going online and going to an online dating service. So, exactly. what I do is I introduce the two via email, knowing that they both know who I am and I know who they are, so that the ball's in their court and they can take it as quickly as they po- or as slowly as they want. You know, they can share photographs when they're comfortable. They can exchange phone numbers when they're comfortable. And then Mm -hmm. I'm there for feedback and advice every step of the way. It's like, you know, as soon as the first email's done, they can get back to me. As soon as the first call's done, the first date, everything. I'm there every step of the way. That's awesome. And that's that's great to know. And I definitely want to direct, it's going to be, you know, I'm not going to be pushy, but there are definitely some people that I'm happily going to be like, 
check this out. It might be what you want. Right now on the line, if we uh, want to say hi real quick, um, my dear boyfriend Ed is on the line. Are you there? Uh, yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? Uh, I yes, can hear you, Ed. Hello. Hi. <laughs> All right. Hi. How are you doing? Hey. I, I'm, I'm great, Ed. How are you? Hi, hi. How's it going? Hi, Charlie, the matchmaker. It sounds like you have a really good thing, a good practice there going on. Thank you. Do you have a question? Yeah. Um, yeah. Actually, um, yeah. One of one of the things you had mentioned before, um, you know, when you guys were talking initially, was about um, someone just being like super ecstatic for a uh, a relationship to, you know, to just be like in a relationship and to, to have that happen. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that that's that's something I think that um a lot of people maybe uh tend to to go through initially. And uh you know uh I I definitely think it would require like, you know, a lot more of a, an in depth communication probably to, to kind of talk and, and to get through something like that. But I, de- I definitely um, would say that I definitely know uh, a bunch of people that kind of go through that. You know, they just want to be in a relationship. They just, you know, want something. And it, it's, you know, and, it, and that's not really, I guess, uh, you know, the way they should be going about it. You know, They should not. They should be right. looking for a relationship that makes them happy instead of looking at something out of desperation. Yeah, they're um, looking for a relationship to make them happy, like just that in itself of a of a there, there is there is a lot of a lot of desperation out there, a lot of lack of self confidence. Um it definitely, you know, okay. I've seen Ed, guess what? I want you to continue talking to the guys. I'm gonna have to call right right back from my other phone because this phone that I'm on is dying. Oh, okay. All right. How crazy is it? I have something important to tell you, but I didn't want to cut you off. So chat with them for <laughs> okay. a second, and I'll call right back. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Okay, bye. I'll be right back. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. Well, I know, you know, honestly, that's an, and I know you and I, hun, you know, probably know a few people who just want it so bad, and maybe they're losing that's sight of what a it big means concern. Yeah. yeah. So that really struck a chord with me, and. um yeah. And that's something that I, yeah, I, I definitely felt that way about um, certain people, you know. So yeah. maybe. So yeah. Yeah, we just hope for the best that. Now also, you know, I, I think I think this this is really cool what this guy does, and I think you should probably get the word out unless it's not really for heterosexuals and it's just for um, you know the, the gay population. I, I don't I don't know, but I I think it's a really yeah. cool thing, and I would definitely refer him to a bunch of people. You know, they have him do their profiles I and all that. Curly. Yeah, right. <laughs> basically, yeah, basically what what I was saying is that um, you know you should definitely be referred to a bunch of people because I you know I I definitely would have looked for. If you do deal with, you know, heterosexuals and all that as well, like yeah. what you were saying, um, I definitely would have been someone that would have looked into your services because it's, it, it's very, very difficult out there. Um, it is. You know, it and is. All that. And, I need, and so. that's something important. I want you guys to know that the reason why mm-hmm. I've been able to grow my business successfully the last four years with this personal one-on-one um, service is right. that, I have never spent a penny on advertising. Everything has been referrals. That's so, great. and that's what I want to maintain right now. It's like so mm-hmm. anybody out there that's listening that wants help with this and love now, and if, find love if and I happiness. Have, I'm here. If I have a, a bunch of referrals for you, I mean, do, does that like do I get some kind of a cut off of that if it works for you? And, <laughs> Like, do work something out or whatever? Let's do it. I actually, yeah. I actually now, have also, a few people I, out there that refer people to me, and I call them Charlie's okay. Angels. Hello. Charlie's, okay, cool. Now, <laughs> I, I just want to let you know, too, that I, I'm a commercial printer and uh, in marketing and graphic artist as well. So, you know, I, I might even be able to help you supplement some of your business if you're cool. doing speed well, dating or, you know, you I want you to email online. me. At charlie Absolutely. at charliethematchmaker.com, and I'll get all of your information. And you can like me on Facebook at Charlie the Matchmaker, and I'll get your information that way too. And That's awesome. We'll work together. 
Okay, yeah, that sounds really good. Thanks for putting your information out there because I'm watching with a bunch of people here at home right now, and, you know, they were like, oh, this sounds like a great guy, but, like, who is he and what is it? So it's it's good that, you know, you keep reiterating, you know, your yeah, we, information and all that other I, stuff. So Unfortunately, um, the way that authentic UTV or the Ustream works is that we're not able to put up, like, words or scrolling, but if you're on our chat on Authentic You, then you could see all the stuff we're posting on Blog Talk, on Blog Talk Radio, ah. where I'm posting his, you know, Twitter and his email and call in. But I'm, I'm, ah. unfortunately, Ustream doesn't have that. Right. But, Put you on know, the whiteboard. Okay. And, but, uh, Ed, yeah, it's yeah. Good. <laughs> if, if, you want, if you want an insight into the kind of advice that I give out, just go to Amazon.com yeah. and get a copy of my book. It's Love Made Easy with Charlie the Matchmaker. And oh, awesome. What that what that book is is basically my life's work as far as the blogs that I've written for the last few years. Mm-hmm. Um for a year and a half I wrote for a straight blog and then for the last year and a half I wrote I write for um Gay Voices on the Huffington Post. Awesome. So okay. I took 40 of my top blog advice blogs and compiled them into this book and that's the book that you hear Alex referring to all the time and it sounds like it's changed his life a little bit so I'm it has changed him yes and and we're going to get back to one more question honey thank you I'll talk to you later thanks for calling in okay take care good good talking to you all nice meeting you Charlie or Paul thank you Ed uh, see you guys later okay bye, bye. But, yeah, and I think, and like Alex said, and this is really cool, you know, you have proof that it did, like, strike a chord with someone very recently. Well, two of the best (laughs) things you said, well, maybe three, because I've been in this situation. Go ahead. We talked about casting the net before Mm -hmm. and not being so busy. You say get off the treadmill. I actually had to readjust. I've been one of those people who works too much. Uh, puts everything out, puts like volleyball in the gym first, and uh, like you let and, it, you <laughs> yeah. got in the way. And and also, I was going to school. I actually have to withdraw from school because I'm working too many hours. Mm-hmm. So now I'm what it, what it all boils down to is that, and it's another chapter in my book, is that you have to make love a priority. And yep. I mean, we're all busy. We're all working to become sex, successful, but. What people don't realize in their 20s, 30s, and 40s is that mm-hmm. if they don't make love a priority in their life while they're out there busy taking over the world, they could end up like some of my clients that are in their 50s and 60s and be like, oh, no. No, they're like, well, oh, shoot, I forgot to meet someone. Well, exactly. <laughs> and it's like, it's like I did a great job of, I did a great job of you know, creating a wonderful life but I have nobody to share it with. And right. it's something that a lot of people are are guilty of, and they don't even realize it. And, Alex, I love what you just said about the gym and everything. It's like mm-hmm. I have a client that is so uh, – he's so intent on maintaining his six-pack that he has <laughs> – that, I will try to introduce him to somebody, and he will put off meeting them for weeks because it doesn't oh. inter because it interferes with his gym schedule. Oh. And I'm like, guess what, dude? If yeah. you have a six pack, does it really matter if you don't have somebody to rub them? Yeah. I mean, here we go. It's, come is on. he a little afraid? Do you think? Do you think there's a little fear in there? It's. I don't know like if it's fear or if it's just, you know, a lot of people get really self-absorbed into trying to make yeah. themselves the best person that they can be. Right. And that's a great quality to have, but don't let it consume your life. I mean, mm-hmm. yes, we all want to be in the best health possible. We all want to be at the top of our field. That's great. Those are great qualities. But you can't let that consume your life. You've got to realize that, I have to make love a priority, and I mm-hmm. have to find time to have a relationship. And, you know, do it when you're, even when you're at your busiest, you have yeah. to realize. Because guess what? When you get into a relationship, you're still going to have to make time for that person. It's not like you can get in, you know, it's not like you can get into a relationship and say, oh, I just ha- I only have time to see you on Monday nights at 9 p.m. 
Yeah, because yeah, that's not going to work. That relationship's going to be real quick. Yeah, because you've got you have to make you have make to make room. the other person feel like they are are a priority in your life. Exactly. If, if you're dating somebody and they're constantly feeling like they're coming in third place, mm-hmm. they're not going to stick around too long. No. You know? Right. There's yeah. nothing better than someone making feel you feel like you're the only one in the room. There. Exactly. <laughs> no, that really is. Is it's. I mean, I know it sounds. I know it sounds simplistic, but that's what people have to do. They have to make love a priority. When they find the mm-hmm. right person, they have to make sure that that person feels desired and feels yeah. like they're being made a priority. Um, I tell everybody, if you're super busy, like do something cute and romantic. Like, you know, send yeah. them flowers if you're busy. Um, mm-hmm. You know, if do something like I, like you mentioned stepping off the treadmill it's like pop into their office and take them out for lunch one day you know it's yeah. like just little things it doesn't have to be i'm not talking that you have to take 3 weeks off to do an around right. the world trip you know right just little itty bitty things that you can squeeze into your you know give them a call in the middle of the day and say i was just thinking of you you know yeah it's, that, yeah. it's those little the things gesture. <laughs> yeah, the gesture that reminds them that you're you're they're being thought of and cared for because that means so much. It That's does. it. And as we're wrapping up, two of the best things you said in your book mm-hmm. were stop comparing everyone to the one that got away. Oh, bam! Don't talk about your exes. Thank you. On a date. Uh, I've been. I've done that I know of, that have done that on a date. I've been stuck in a cabin <laughs> oh. in the middle of Connecticut on Christmas this. with a guy who was texting, this happened talking this to, talking to me about, and Facebook IMing his ex, and we were in his ex's house. Okay. <laughs> Remember you sent that me a text, is... you're like, why am I here right now? Yeah. This happened to him this year, this boy. I can't. I felt so bad. Like He's like, I'm trapped in Connecticut, and this guy is doing this. That's it, crazy. It, you want to talk about making somebody not feel important in your life. I mean, that is like the cardinal sin. I set two people up. Uh, um, it was a straight couple uh, about six months ago. And the first thing that he did, he called me up, and he was just like, Charlie, you nailed it on the head. She she mm-hmm. was just – she looked and acted just like my ex, like you my know, ex. the one that got away. And I just said to him, I'm like, Oh, no, dude, you didn't tell her this, did you? And he's like, I couldn't stop myself. He goes, everything she said and did. I was like, oh, my God, that reminds me of her ex. I'm like, I automatically knew what I had to do. I had to get off the phone with him, and I had to call her up, and I'm like, I am so sorry. She's like, Charlie. We're tough. She's like, all right. She said he even called me her name. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Time with himself to get it right. Um, okay. we're, we're coming to the end, Charlie. We loved having you on, and I honestly, I think Alex and I would just love to meet you for a drink sometime and like hang out and go shopping just for fun. Let's um, do it. Oh, and the one other thing that I wanted to tell you guys is, as I'm taking over the world, I'm doing a cabaret show also. And Where and when? Um, the Lori Beachman Theater on Wednesday, March 13th, here in the city on 42nd and 9th. Um, and everybody can find this information on my website, www.charliethematchmaker.com. Awesome. And I just booked um, the Tim McClune Supper Club on the Asbury Park Boardwalk for oh, Sunday, April 21st. Oh, that's the day after my birthday. Hey. Yeah. Shut up. Are you April 20th? I'm April 20th. I'm April 20th. I'm April 20th. Shut up! <laughs> what oh a connection. Where's the three of us are going out? That's all I'm saying. <laughs> all right. I see a party happening that weekend. Well, Charlie, that's fabulous. But seriously, the advice you've given and what you've said, and I honestly have a couple good friends in my head that I'm just going to, like I said, I'm not trying to be pushy. You know, but I would love for them to meet someone. I'm just going to be like, this is the guy you need to talk to. This is what's up. And hopefully they get in contact with you. But thank you so much and for being on. Make sure you get his book, Love Made Easy. The book I is Love right Made Easy. Get it on Amazon. You get it on your Kindle if you're all super high tech. CharlieTheMatchmaker.com. 
Follow him on Twitter. The matchmaker on Twitter. Like him on Facebook. Charlie, thank you so much. We definitely want to have you back, but we'd love to just like hang out anytime. <laughs> Thanks for having me, guys. And yes, let's keep in touch. Thank you. Bye bye. Have a great night. You too. Bye. Oh my gosh. That, bye. That was perfect. Yeah. I think we made we made a new friend today. Yes. Yeah. And hopefully Charlie can be someone that can help anybody out there. Make a new somebody. Yes. Make a new somebody special. All right. Next week we'll have Mirror Mirror. We're talking about lipo and lap bands yes. and how they've affected our lives. Michelle, cue the music. Good night. Good night, guys. Thank you. <laughs>